you guys know it by now, you know, not, not every single athlete's journey is the same. And that's the beauty of this show is that we get to bring on people from all walks of life with different journeys throughout the sports world with a goal to make it better and, and, and make it to the next level. Today, we get to bring on a quarterback who has broken records in the division two level, who's trying to make his way into the professional realm. And you're going to get to hear his story because it's one heck of a journey from a, a shy guy. Who's a leader on the field through his example, who has a winning mentality, you know, all the way he's been playing football since the age of three. And you guys will learn more about that here in the interview. You guys don't want to miss this. It's going to be an amazing interview about hard work, dedication, battling through adversity. So if you're a coach, athlete, parent, whatever, you need to tune in, listen to this as we learn from our guest today on the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time Boost. This is the Game Time Guru podcast where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everyone? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. This is a special episode today because we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. You might be hearing this on an audio only, but if you're actually watching this, we're recording this live, uh, streaming it into our Facebook group. So I wanted to first say, like, if you haven't followed me on my social media feeds in the last three and a half years, go do so. I've got my Facebook page, my Instagram, and my Twitter. Um, go follow me there. That's where I do a lot of interactions with my guests and my audience. Um, we love to, to just, you know, promote sports content and, and communicate with you guys. So if you guys happen to come across this on the live feed, leave us some comments. Um, we'd love to, to hear from you. But I'm going to be speaking with a very special guest today. His name is TJ Edwards, and he finished his senior season over at the University of Indy. It's called UND. And if you can correct me here, the Great Lakes Valley Conference. Is yes, that sir. correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure I got it correct there. And we're going to be talking to him because the man finished a pretty dang decorated career as the all-time leader in completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns. He had three, uh, 13 300-yard passing games. The guy knows what he's doing. He's a crazy talented quarterback, and uh, we're going to get to learn his story. So, TJ, we just want to say welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. I want to thank you for joining me. Let me come on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we're going to get to know your story. The first question I want to ask you, though, before we even get to know the the background and, and the whole journey, is what has football taught you? What's the biggest lesson football has taught you in your life? Um, with me, I know um, life just comes with adversity. Um, just on the field. So um, with me, I try to, you know, everyday life, um, just try to stay calm, um, cool and collected, um, keep a level head, because I know um, anything can happen at any time. So, you know, um, channeling um, different situations every day is – something that with football um, has taught me. Because, you know, football, um, anything can happen. So um, being able to think on my feet, um, that's something that I, I've got from the game. Absolutely, man. That's super cool. I like to hear that from the athletes themselves. Like, just showing the the audience, whether they're, you know, fanatics or they're just a casual sports fan, I love to let them see, like, the, the lessons that sports teach you. So obviously in the world that we're dealing with right now, adversity is huge. Like, we're, we're going to go through a lot of adversity and, you know, TJ just mentioned it right here, guys. 
football has taught him how to overcome that and how to keep a level head when you're going through adversity. And some people might say that's a little dramatic because it's a sport, but I'm telling you right now, as a sports fan and as a former athlete, those who have followed the show, you know that I'm a huge believer that sports teach you life lessons. Um, you go through adversity on the football field, whether you throw an interception or whether you do this or your team's behind, you've got to keep a level head and you got to figure out how to move forward, how to think neutrally, how to keep playing to the next play one play at a time. I think that's awesome, man. Now, TJ, give us a little background real quick on uh, where you're from. Before we even got to, to UND, um, we got to learn a little bit more about your background. So as a kid, right, let's talk about your childhood, where you grew up, and when you were introduced to the sport of football. All right. So uh, I'm from Dallas, Texas. That's actually where I'm located right now. Um, Dallas, Texas, you know, um, Texas is um, big on football. So I actually started playing uh, organized football at the age of three. Um, but in, in Texas, you're supposed to start at the age of five for flag. So uh, my dad was my coach. So, um, you know, he was able to, you know, do what he wanted with me. So he kind of started me early um, at the age of three. And um, since then, um, you know, I fell in love with it. Um, being on a starting from playing on the line, you know, just running running around the field to um, later on becoming the quarterback and also playing receiver. Because um, I have an older brother who um, I play literally with as well. Um, he played with me. So I play a little receiver as well, Little League. But um, really was just playing Little League in Dallas. Uh, really good competition. Uh, a lot of my, t actually one of my teammates, it actually just went first round to the Seahawks this year, um, Jordan Brooks uh, out of Texas Tech. So you know, he was actually my my running back all throughout Little League. So uh, we had a couple, couple good athletes. Um, another former player, Marcus Garrett for Kansas. Um, for KU, um, he plays basketball, but he actually was a, a football star growing up. So uh, just playing little league, kind of learning the in and outs of, of the game, um, competing at a high level with a lot of guys around the city. Um, just falling in love with the game. That's kind of where it started. I love that, man. That's that's at three years old. That's yes, that's crazy. Yes, so let me tell you all something now now that T i didn't know that so that i'm learning as i'm doing the interview with tj this is the first time i've ever met tj so dude you say three years old i when, when i first entered into the boxing gym i was 15 years old and i remember looking at these kids there was four-year-olds in there and i was like oh no wonder these guys like their dads have been fighting their whole lives and so forth. i was like no wonder they're so good like they're starting them up when they're so young yes, but sir. even in, in in idaho man like we didn't start playing flag football till we were seven Right. Like you had to be seven years old to play flag back then when I was playing. And so like the fact that you were three years old, just getting used to the sport and whatnot, it's just crazy. Like Texas, they do things differently over there. I mean, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Seven years old. Um, that's the first year of tackle. So seven and eight is the first year of tackle. Um, nine to 10 second um, year of tackle. And then 11 and 12 is the, the last you can play. So. Dude, tell me this. Tell me this. In Little League, okay, so Texas, they do things differently. We know that, right? Like, they're, it's a big football world over there. It's like their own little universe of football. Tell me this, TJ. When you were in Little League, you know, you, your dad was coaching you at, at first and whatnot. You were playing with your brother. What were the parents like? Because we've seen, like, documentaries and shows about, like, the, <laughs> the parents getting crazy. Was it like that when you were playing? Oh, so sad to say, but, yeah. It gets bad <laughs> on the sidelines sometimes, you know, um, Everybody wants to win out here. So, um, you know, we have like Super Bowls, um, just like they do in the NFL. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of big out here to, you know, win the Super Bowl each year and to have that, you know, that name um, on your team um, until the next upcoming season. So 
Yeah, it's pretty. It, it gets pretty crazy out there. I could say at a couple of our games, it, it got pretty crazy. <laughs> oh man, that's so crazy. I love it though. I think it's interesting. I mean, some people are like, ah, oh, parents are nuts, but dude, they want to win. It's it's kind of yeah. like a lifestyle where y'all are from. You know what I mean? It's yes, sir. I mean, we get a little bit of an example, of, like in our little leagues around here, even in Idaho. But I've seen the shows, so I just wanted to hear it from someone who's actually played there. That's that's yeah. that's awesome, man. Yes, sir. Um, yo, so so tell me this, TJ, as you're growing up. You're a football guy. Did you ever play in any other sports? I've always wondered that from people that, you know, compete in a state like Texas or California, anywhere that's like huge into football. Did you have time for other sports or did you focus simply on football? Um, Actually, growing up, I played basketball and football. Um, I did a little AAU. Um, my uncle, Uncle Sherman, um, Sherman Boy, he had a, a AAU team, Swag House. Um, swag standing for students with uh, – attitude and students with attitude and man i can't remember but <laughs> the letters are, are abbreviations for something um but i played for them all, all aau and then actually getting to the ninth grade my dad decided um that i should just focus uh, strictly on football so after the ninth grade i played actually freshman basketball we can won district champs shout out to lakeview centennial patriots um, we won district champs, and then after my freshman year, um, I went strictly football. So that came with like going to the camps and everything, because you know that's during the summertime, um, as well as AAU basketball. So that's when I focused more on football was after ninth grade year. Interesting, interesting, man. Because we've actually had a, an episode before where we talked about that, and and typically the time frame when people start to focus on one sport over the other when it comes into in, into the high school realm, and it's usually about that ninth or tenth grade level. Yeah. You know, they start to hone in on one if, if they want to play at the next level, that is. So, you know, um, first off, I want to hear what was your favorite uh, up until high school? What was your favorite um, youth football experience or memory that you have? Oh, wow. So actually, um, at the age of eight, um, ESPN at the time was doing like home videos. Um, they were going to different states and just taking like some of the top players uh, of the state. I actually was a top player um, in the state of um, Texas around that age. And they came, my dad sent in my film. And I was actually able to be aired on ESPN for like a minute, 30 seconds. Miss um, Kelly, she talked about me or whatnot. And um, they actually did an interview um, with me. And you could actually hear uh, you could hear my voice. And I, I show uh, a lot of my friends now. And you could just hear how baby I sound. sound <laughs> but um uh, that was that was a a good a good experience and that i had during little league um it's something that a lot of kids don't get to experience and um just being being able to be on that platform at a young age i really enjoyed it uh, it was pretty big time for sure oh yeah man you got the spotlight at a young age man a lot of people don't ever get that not even once in their life that's super cool yeah. that's actually yeah. really cool do you yes, have sir. that? So, do you have that clip anywhere, like just locked up at home or something, or do you oh, have to oh, YouTube yeah. it? I, I actually have it on my phone if you want me to want me to grab it for you, but um, I can send it over to you, or if you want me to pull it up right now, I could. Well, uh, let's let's do this after the interview's done. Let's let's chat and we'll see if you, if I could like take a look at it. It'd be awesome just to watch it, man. I, I don't most, know, and unless you have it posted on on a most, social platform, we could check it out. I think that's super cool, man. Yeah, most definitely. I don't have it posted. I think I might have it on my Twitter from a, a long time ago, but. Um, you're able to find it on YouTube. Um, all you do is type, type my name, TJ Edwards Make Sports Center, and um, it'll come up. TJ Edwards Make Sports Center. Yes, sir. TJ Edwards 
makes Sports Center. I'm okay, let's, uh, for anybody who's who's seeing this, TJ Edwards makes Sports Center. I think Sports Center is probably two words, but yeah, I just put that on here on the on the the little post right here. If you guys are watching the live feed, TJ Edwards makes Sports Center. Check that out on YouTube. I'm going to do it as well as soon as the interview is over. That's 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 awesome, man. That's freaking dope. I dig it. So. Let's get into your high school career, TJ. You get into high school. You're playing in, in, in Texas. Listen, for anyone listening, whether you're in the United States or outside of the United States, some of my listeners, you know, they might not be huge American football fans. I got people all through Brazil where I live for two years that, that are soccer fans. But I'm going to tell you all something real quick. High school football in Texas, American football in Texas is a different type of world. I'm telling you right now. You heard TJ talking about it earlier. He started at the age of three. Even the, the little league system is a little bit different. It's just it's 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 very serious. Talk to us about your high school experience in football and, and, and how was there any pressure playing high school football in Texas or was it kind of like just you were already inside that culture and you were ready to rock and roll? But what was it like going through high school football in Texas? Yeah, Friday Night Lights in Texas is really big time, um, especially like with the rival games. Um, a lot of games make, make TV, so um, the news. Um, it's on, and a lot of them is, are aired um, on a lot of the local um, – channel so you know sports is big out here um again like i said the rival games and we do pep rallies um normally homecoming but um if we, if we start off pretty good throughout the year we'll do a pep rally for every game so um pep rally consists of uh you know everybody um like it's the last period of the day um everybody come in in the gym and we walk in the team walks in and then it's like a 30 minute to an hour just like a little festival of cheerleaders dancing, music, lights flashing in, in and out. Um, just kind of a little big preparation for us, getting a, getting our mind right for the game. Um, that's something I really, really enjoyed um, during high school was the pep rallies. But then just Friday Night Lights, being under the lights and, you know, hearing the band play, um, it's pretty dope. Um, and then again, like I said, if you got friends in the city who play for um, your opponents, so, um, it's a good back and forth, you know, battles. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but my career in um, high school, um, I didn't play, I didn't play, get on varsity to my junior year, but I didn't start on varsity actually until my senior year. Uh, my junior year, I played the first four games um, of the preseason because I, the starter um, actually got hurt the first game of the season. Uh, playing Dallas Carter, um, if you guys know about Texas football, Dallas Carter is a big, big program, big time program. So we played them first game of the season. Um, we were down 19 with the starting quarterback suffering a um, concussion. So me as a junior, you know, I was thrown into the fire first game, and uh, we actually uh, actually brought us back. We lost only by six. Um, I threw three touchdowns. I ran for one. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty big time game, you know, with Dallas Carter being a big time team. So the crowd was pretty big. So, you know, I, I enjoyed that game, but um, I competed in the, the next few uh, preseason games because we do kind of like the NFL. We do a few preseason games and then we start district um, and then as well as playoffs. So I, I competed in the, the the remaining of the preseason games and then they allowed the senior to uh, remain as the starter for the district games um, because that was a senior year. So that was my junior year. I had a had a um, decent junior year, you know, um, with the games that I did play. Um, and then senior year um, was a big time year. Um, after the fourth game, I was um, among the top ten Golden Arms, uh, which consisted of Colin Mary, Tristan Wallace, um, Chasing Virgo, 
um, and a lot of big-time big time quarterbacks that was coming up in my class 2015 in uh, Texas area. So um, I started out pretty good. Uh, one of my key receivers kind of transferred me on, on me throughout the year, uh, throughout the midseason of the year. So we didn't make playoffs, but had a pretty, pretty decent year. Um, ran 4,000 um, yards as well for throwing for 2,000. Uh, only two interceptions. Um, and then I ended with no D1 offer, just um, a total of eight D2 offers. So um, kind of in Texas, if you starting off, you know, um, it's kind of a big state. Um, they know it's a lot of talent here. So if you're not kind of like on the varsity level, um, getting recruited like your sophomore year, it's kind of hard going D1. So um, that's kind of like what the, the situation I was in. But um, um, it, it didn't, it wasn't bad. Um, I, I thank God for everything that happened. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and that's kind of how um, I ended up at SBU. Totally, man. That is crazy because, you know, looking at you too, like you have all the talent in the world. First things first, I want to make sure we address that because some high school athletes, sometimes it's the situation you're in. I mean, you're in Texas. There's a ton of talent there. It doesn't mean you're not talented because you didn't start till your senior year. You know what I mean? Right. I, it's You got a lot of talent. I guess just, that's the way it is where you're at. You know, if Let's say if you were to come to Idaho, you'd have been starting since you were a freshman, most likely. You know what I mean? It's just that's the reality of it. And that's no disrespect to my yes, my sir. fellow athletes around Idaho. You know, like it's just the reality of the the athletic world in which we live. And so um it's awesome to see that you just you kept fighting through and just kind of like learning along the way. And then you got your opportunity when you were a senior and you mentioned it again, like receiver transfer, like all this stuff, like that's adversity that people yeah. don't realize. Like that stuff throws you off. And um yeah. you just have to find a way to like be a leader. And I'm curious, man, like as you're, as you're a senior and you're starting for the first time before we get into the college realm, you know, and you're, you're, you're leading your team. What was you, what would you say is your biggest leadership attribute as a quarterback? What's the biggest thing you do as a leader to help uh, your, your program, especially in high school, what was your biggest leadership attribute? Um, I'm the type, um, I lead by example, but I'm very vocal when I get on the field. Um, I'm, but I'll tell you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm a shy, I'm a shy guy. So, I'm not the type to be all loud, loud, um, out in public. But um, I can say, like, when I get on the field, I just click into another gear, uh, another mode, another mindset. And um, I get my guys going. But I, I like to lead by example. So first first few plays uh, or whatnot, I like to, you know, show them, you know, um, how, how I'm attacking the game uh, for the first play from the first snap. So um, coming through our high school, me being the oldest guy on the field, me being senior, uh, I just tried to lead by example and and show them guys that uh, I'm an elite player and I and I try to play like it. Um, that's kind of how, how I attack the game. I, I respect people like yourself, TJ, because like sometimes people look at the shy guys and they think that the quiet ones are like they just don't have, like it, it, it's different. Like when you see a shy person you can still be a leader as long as you do so by example. It doesn't mean not all leaders have to be out there like directing, like be the loud mouths. You can be, and you can be a mixture of both. If you lead by example, though, I feel like that's one of the most uh, powerful ways of leading. Um, I, what I can't stand is the leaders or the quote unquote leaders who all they do is talk. And yeah. sometimes that can get you hyped up. All right. And, and I call them, you know, and, and this is no disrespect to, to Ray Lewis, the hall of fame <laughs> linebacker, but man, the dude talks, all the time and just because you whisper really softly and you talk and you have this that doesn't make you a leader he was a leader because of his play on the field he did actually lead by example but he gets kind of hyped up because of the way he talks and i hated leaders like that that were just talk 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 okay back that up 
back that up with the play a little bit. I don't mind if you talk, but make sure you're showing it. And the fact that you were able to lead by example as well, I think that's super, super important. Now, you're going into college. You said you didn't get any D1 offers, but you're going into college at the D2 level. And I want to talk about this. Um, you know, going from high school football in Texas to Division II, um, and, and you're at Southwest Baptist. Talk to us about the experience. Was it, I've heard people, I'm not even joking, I've heard people talk about going from high school at, in certain levels of high school to like a smaller school. It almost seems like, wow, this is actually a downgrade in a sense because yeah. of the fans and so forth. But I want to know from your perspective, what was it like? I don't even know. What was it like playing for Southwest Baptist when you got there? And what, what was the whole experience like? Did you start? What was the college feel like transitioning from high school in Texas over to Southwest, Southwest Baptist? All right, Southwest Baptist is in Bolivar, Missouri. So you probably never heard of Bolivar. Nope. <laughs> I've never heard of Bolivar, Missouri until I attended the school. But um, it's a very small town. Um, it's next to it's 30 minutes next to the third biggest city in Missouri. So the third biggest city in Missouri, that just lets you know how small it is. So it wasn't too, wasn't too big. Um, SBU, um, before I got there, was not a winning program. So... You know, they wasn't into the athletics that as much um, before I got there. So, you know, just coming in, I just knew the situation I was coming into. But um, I was, um, Coach Stabek approached me before offering me, allowing me to know that whenever I enter in my freshman year, uh, I'll be, I'll have a chance to start as a freshman. So that was kind of a big, a big um, reason as to why I attended Southwest Baptist. Um, but going there, um, the crowd was big, uh, especially not compared to Texas. So I had to adjust, <laughs> I had to, adjust to that. But, you know, I, I have love for the game. So even when I'm out there in Texas with that type of crowd, um, I, I normally tune, tune the crowd out and I'm out there by myself. That's how I feel. So um, that wasn't a problem. Um, it was just really um, trying to get the team to uh, adapt to, like, a winning mindset, basically. Um, get out of there, like, losing habits. Um, Again, like I said, I, I like to attack the first play. So um, just showing them how I attack and how I approach the game, uh, approach preparation, um, that's kind of like the things that I, I did and the thing that I had to adjust um, going to SBU. So you're you're talking about um, adjusting that, like the, the winning culture. Were they a losing culture prior to you entering that school? Yes, sir. Um, they were all previous seasons before me, like year after year after year. They'll go 1-9, 0-10, So no winning season, but before the GLVC, we were in the MIAA. Um, if you're familiar with MIAA, that's it's like the SEC of the D2. So they have like Northwest Missouri State, um, um, Pitt State, where John Brown um, played for, and teams like that. So it's, that's, that's big football. Like everything over there is big and hype weight um it's it's big time football a lot of those teams play like d1 teams um towards the beginning of their their schedule and also that's where uh, sbu was was at at first and uh we were losing when we was in that conference so we made a jump to glvc um actually one year before i got there so i think it was my senior year before i got there they competed one year and then we were in the glvc so yeah no winning before i got there no sir Man, that's that's tough, right? And I, and I want to elaborate on that for just a second because um, for athletes who are competitors, going into a losing culture, it it sucks. Um, a losing culture, it's not fun to play for a losing team. In fact, 
it's it's a culture thing. Like everybody kind of gets the losing mindset, and it's unfortunate because um, when you come into a situation like that and you've got existing players that were there when they were losing, you're battling that because now you've got to not only you're coming in with your own like competitive nature and stuff. Now you're not only fighting like you want to win, you got to actually get your teammates to believe. When in reality, everyone's like, "Oh, well, you're on a football team. You should all want to win." That's not always the case. Some people are kind of they're complacent. And that's how life is, right? Life is like people get complacent sometimes. So talk to us about that, TJ. You said you wanted to like help develop a winning culture. What's something specifically that you did when you came in to kind of like, you know, help motivate your teammates to, to kind of get that winning mindset? Yes, sir. So um, me, I, I I know you kind of kind of like watch my film. Um, you can see that I am an athlete, but me, I take pride in my, my passion ability, um, being able to sit in the pocket and, and make any type of throw. So, um, one thing that I brought to SBU as well as UND, um, whenever I attended there, um, every day after we practice, every day after practice, um, me and, and my, my guys, my receivers, um, we would stay after and I would take them through a circuit, um, which is just a few catches, um, kind of like a cumulative of 50 probably catches after, after practice, but they just run down the line, um, run at me, different angles, um, catches and then um, we work on on the routes that we're going to be um, using in this upcoming week so you know um, the game plan change change week after week so the routes that we're going to be running and the coverage that the defenses are going to be playing um, against those routes we try to run run over those routes um, on there just to try to see get a feel of um, what we're looking for and just different um, areas to attack um, whenever it's game time so that way whenever we come to when we're doing our team reps, um, they know I know where they're at and they know where I'm putting the ball. So that's something that I brought, um, as well as um, allowing them to become comfortable with catching my passes and different type of angles, and then just kept getting a few catches after practice, um, just becoming better, better athletes, better receivers, um, just crap. Man, it's kind of cool to hear that, dude. And, and I'll tell you, everybody who's listening to this or anyone who might come across this video, whatever it may be on the show, listen, go follow TJ. TJ, what's your what's your um, Instagram? Can you share your Instagram for us real quick? Your yes, handle? sir. All, all social media platforms is the same. RE4L underscore underscore. That's two underscores. Um, RE4L underscore underscore. That's, that's my ad name. RE4L. 4L. I'm going to put it here. Underscore, underscore. So it's two underscores. Yes, sir. At the same time. Make sure we uh, have this correct. Does that look right on the screen for yeah. you, TJ? Yes, sir. Go follow him on social media. I'll tell you why. As I was uh, looking at some of his highlights <laughs> that you were posting, my goodness, dude, you uh, there was like this deep out route that he's throwing, right? And you have a cannon. It's a laser to the out. Like That's like one of the most difficult passes, in my opinion, in football for a quarterback whether it's a three or a five step deep out route. And you launch that like perfect. And I'm like, dude, this guy's got a cannon. So as I started kind of studying your career, I'm like, no doubt this guy has, no, there's no, there's appreciate that, dude, it's unreal. Like, and then I'm like, oh yeah, of course. That's what that's. I mean, you can totally see appreciate. why you, you had the success that you had. Now let's talk about like, when you're at Southwest Baptist. I mean, freshman of the year in 2015, I mean, you started really putting, you know, working immediately and that and as you were saying right there you're helping your teammates with those things after practice and all those different things that you're doing uh player of the offensive player of the year in 2016 in 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 the conference and you're just crushing things as you guys go on uh you were 10 and 2 in 2016 and uh man you were just 
crushing it. So talk to us about what happened, you know, after your, your 2015 through 2017 and what ended up making you go to UND after, you know, changing this culture around at Southwest Baptist, what ended up happening to, to shift to where you ended up making the change? Yes, sir. So uh, competing at U, um, Southwest Baptist, like you said, freshman year, freshman of the year, um, that was a pretty um, tough year. Um, like I said, trying to get those guys uh, jump on the winning bandwagon. Uh, we kind of did so towards the middle of the year, um, winning some tough games um, down the stretch. Um, but that year was just, um, you know, just us out there trying to become a team, become one, finding one mindset, one goal, and then attacking that week after week. Um, no matter um, how the end result was, we just tried to attack that goal um, week after week. Um, that's where I kind of learned to um, be 1-0, the term being 1-0 after each week. Um, I got that from Coach Collardy. So we took that mindset. Uh, we kind of we went 4-6 the first, first year, and then the second year uh, we went 10-2. That year, we knew what we was coming coming back with. Um, I was a freshman. A lot of my my weapons were sophomores, only sophomores. So we knew we had a few years with each other. So that second year, um, we kind of all stayed up in Missouri, um, trained with each other, and um, just um, attacked the year knowing that um, this year we, we were going to win, no matter what we had to do. Um, actually beating the the reigning champs of, of the conference um, week two into the to the season. I mean, excuse me, week three into the season, uh, very early, the first um, conference game of that season. So um, we, 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 we had some tough games early in that 2016 season. So we knew if we, we got those few games. Um, week one was East New Mexico. Week two was Tarleton State. Um, I actually played EJ Speed, who's a part of the Indianapolis Colts um, right now. Um, he was a – sophomore at that time as well too so i competed against him week two and then week three we played um und who who were the reigning champs so uh those first three games was was, was pretty tough but uh, we came out victorious so we knew um uh, winning those games we knew the type of season we could have so um we followed followed going six and five and oh um and then we finally lost to truman state um uh, by after being finally ranked for the first time in school history, um, 20th in the nation. Um, it was kind of tough because, you know, I, I guess we kind of relaxed after seeing, you know, that kind of recognition um, all over. We kind of relaxed that game. Um, we actually didn't score that first half at all. They, had, they, they shut us out. Um, we lost that game by 10. So after losing that game, we um, we knew what, what it was. Um, and then we won. Well, finish that year not losing no more and then making it to the playoffs for the first time in school history. Um, again, yeah, that year I went offensive player of the year, um, was um, runner up in the Heisman, D2 Heisman, and then um, first team all region. So that was a pretty decent year. We lost first round uh, pretty tough to, we played, we actually played the Heisman, the Heisman winner that first round, um, Gunslinger. Um, they told us that was gonna put 60 points up on us. We 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 was back and forth talking on, on social medias, and they actually did put 60 points up. <laughs> it was kind of tough, uh, but I can say it was a good experience, uh, especially me being not only 19 at the time. Uh, I very I really enjoyed enjoyed that time having getting getting to experience that atmosphere. That atmosphere was kind of like a Texas Texas vibe. Um, a lot of cameras out, a big crowd. Um, and just the feeling of the game, I, I enjoyed that that first round of the playoffs. 
even though we didn't win, um, great experience and some I, I I will always remember. But then uh, the next year, 2017 uh, season, um, that year, first game of the season, um, I in, I suffered an ankle injury uh, to my left leg. Uh, I think I think me personally, it's from the first the first game of the season, the previous year when we went ten and two. Um, I actually got kicked out of the game during the opening drive of the, the third quarter. Um, it was my second second unsportsmanlike. Like, uh, <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa. second unsportsmanlike like for a, for a guy who's shy. What were you doing, man? What, what got you that penalty? Like I told you, when I get out there on the field, man, <laughs> I get in another mode. So. The first one was jawing back at a at a at, a, at an opposing um, opposing um, teammate. Uh, we were jawing back and forth. The refs heard what was going on, threw, threw me a flag. Uh, my coach was pretty upset because um, the guy that I was talking to, he was jawing all all night. So we was kind of upset at that first one. Um, but the second one, um, they gonna say it was on me, but I'm gonna say it was just in in game. It, in game, like adrenaline rush, just you know, making a play. But uh, it's actually on my um, Instagram. It's the first post um, I did. Like we, had, it was a, a fake um, counter pass. It was counter pass. I faked the counter. I had I was supposed to bootleg to my right side, but I got an edge blitz um, on my right, so I had to you know redirect. So I, I escape left. I kind of make a dude miss. And then I kind of make another dude miss, and he kind of falls. But I didn't know that no one was around me. I thought everyone was running towards me. So then I kind of like flipped in the end zone, and they threw me a flag for that. And that was my second one. And after your second one, you get kicked out. <laughs> so I actually got kicked out. That was the first game of the season. The second game of the season, we we're going to play in Texas, which is my home state, um, against Tarleton State. And it was big time because um, we didn't know if I was going to be able to play. My coach uh, positioned against that ruling because if you get kicked out, um, you can't, you're disqualified from the the whole game or the next game. So I, at the beginning of the next week of practice, I didn't do the first two days of practice um, because I, I obviously wasn't supposed to be playing um, until the coach let, allowed me to know that they changed um, their, their mind. But the uh, reason why I said that, so junior year, uh, same safety that I hit, hit that move on before diving in the end zone, I, I had a design run. Um, I actually let my coaches know I was going to score that run. We was like on, on our 30 going in. Uh, I broke through the line, got to like the five-yard line. I should have went outside my block, but um, I, I thought I could stiff on the safety you know, and trying to gra- graze him and get, get in the end zone. But um, he kind of like kind of like went under my, my stiff arm, kind of like grabbed my – hit my leg, grabbed down to my, my left ankle and kind of twisted it at the same time. I mean, if you watch the film, you can see me, like, my body, like, you can see, like, a reaction, not just a fall, but, like, a reaction to, you know, something crazy happening. Um, but after that, um, my ankle my was done for the remaining of that game. We actually lost that game. And, you know, um, just how the team, how the team, you know, react, they, they seen me hurt because um, I was really hurt. Uh, I played through injuries. My sophomore year, I played through an AC sprain the entire season that we, we won the championship. So I'm able to play through – all types of injuries, but that one was was pretty severe. So, um, just them seeing me me down, uh, I think that kind of took a toll on that season. We we went five and five that junior season, but after that injury, it was just me just trying to recover 
uh, from the ankle injury and then just just try to help my team win because uh, we didn't start off too good. So that's kind of how my junior junior season went. And then 2018, um, so some things were happening back home with my family, my mother, um, most importantly. So um, I took it, you know, up to me um, just to go home and deal with those things with her. Um, you know, just focus focus on the family aspect and getting getting that aspect right um, with myself. So I went home and took classes at community college in the inner city of Dallas, um, which I where I grant um, earned my associate's degree. Um, I got my associate's degree, and during that time, I wasn't really focusing on football really the first semester. The first semester. Um, mostly because I knew teams were were in season, not really focusing on you know any any extras, but really um, just focusing more on my school. Um, that's what I had I had a very good year in, in school that year, so that's why I used the first semester. And then the second semester, um, I opened up my options, um, my recruiting options. So I ended with four four D um, D two offers: Tarleton State. Um, UND, Ferris State, Arkansas Tech. Um, I was going to go to Tarleton State, most definitely, with that being Texas. Close to home, family came come and watch me, friends. Um, but that quarterback, Ben, he was a senior the year before. He, they petitioned to see if he can come back for a year. It was some stuff going on with his eligibility, and they won it. So Tarleton State was out. Um, and then Ferris State kind of offered me after UND. So, um, I, I stuck with UND, especially with them being in the same conference. Um, it would allow me to, you know, I guess break break the records that I was chasing. Um, and then with them being the top team in GLVC, I knew we would win. So that's kind of why I took the UND route. Man, what what a what a journey though! Like as you're talking, I'm like, man, you you know, you had to you know battle with some, some family stuff going on, and that's not easy. I mean, you kind of brush over it real quick, but I mean, that's a whole year out of. Uh... Kind of like your your routine. I mean, you're used to playing ball every year. You're going to school, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're dealing with some family stuff. Which, again, family over everything. I mean, we hear that a lot. Um, I commend you for that because that's not an easy decision for an athlete, especially one who's competing at a higher level. To you know, make that decision to come home and and kind of handle business, whatever you needed to do, and still continue on with your academics, and then you know, eventually trust the process that you might get another opportunity, which you did. So eventually, you know, you make it over to UIndy. <clears throat> for uh the 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 final season of your playing career as far as in co uh, the collegiate level and like we said i mean you almost threw for 2400 yards you had 23 touchdowns four interceptions if i'm not mistaken as i was looking at your statistics i mean you absolutely tore it up and, and what's interesting is like you had over 400 yards rushing um so like i mean you could call yourself a, a dual threat but you are a solid passing quarterback. Yeah. It's like you kind of, you took pride in your, your passing ability. It's like you said, like your pocket presence, like you got an arm on you, you know how to, you're, you're smart. You go over to UND. What was that uh, final year? Like, how did you guys do? I mean, obviously your, your stats look good, but how did the team do overall? How did they perform? And uh, was it what you thought it was going to be? All right. Um, big shout out to you, Indy. Uh, first off, I want to tell them, I, I really appreciate them for allowing me um, to come in and be a part of that team. Really that dynasty. Um, Especially with those guys winning conference championships back out, back after back year after year, so um, I I compliment them guys for allowing me to come and be a part of their family. Um, but 
going into UND um, with my schooling, um, I had some some complications with like credit hours being on my tra uh, being on my transcript and you know just just things just all of that nature. So um, I had to wait. I actually didn't even go to UND. I knew I was going to go there like coming up close towards uh, September, but um, I wasn't like part of the school like they didn't accept me or none none of those things so i was really waiting on that process um but i actually didn't get accepted into the school and my transcript um granted until after the first week of fall camp so i came second week of fall camp um i had uh, the whole playbook but not being up there with the receivers the offensive linemen the coaching staff you know it was kind of tough so um I was rushing with, with that process so I could hurry up and get up there with those guys. And then I think it was that that's Friday, I flew out the right, the same day that I, I got that good news. And then I got up there, got with those guys, and those guys welcomed me in um, like no other. Like I was family already. Um, even though that I played those guys three years, you know, you know, giving them, giving them, you know, my, my work. Because um, actually Coach Kievers was actually the D coordinator. Um, previously before becoming the head coach. So um, that's kind of why I feel like he he offered me um, him having a game plan against me um, each year, personally, not just being the head coach, but being a D coordinator, scheming me, you know, finding out my tendencies, uh, um, the pros and the cons that I come with. Um, I feel like that's kind of another reason why um, I received that offer. So, you know, getting up there, uh, I just tried to win those guys over by just my hard work. I really didn't talk too much up there. Um, just because um, everybody up there was elite athletes. So um, it was really nothing you could really say that a lot of those guys didn't already know. Um, those guys attacked every day. So it was really just uh, becoming accustomed to um, their way of, of doing things. And then um, eventually, you know, adding, adding my little bit of my style into their game. So um, fall camp, I had a position battle with Bryce on Stankum. Um, he's returning this year at UND. Um, we position battle. Um, it was pretty tough all the way leading up to actually the day before um, we left. We we got on the bus. So I mean, the day before the game. So the day we we're getting on the bus is the, the day I got the news, um, and Coach will allow me to know that um, I was going to be the starter um, for the season. So um, that was kind of big because the jitters before going to that game, you know. Um, I didn't know if I was going to start. I didn't know if I was going to get any playing time. You know, so just the uncertainty was was there for sure. So um, after him giving me that information, you know, uh, after that, I relieved um, those pressure, that pressure off of my shoulders. And, you know, I was able to, you know, focus on becoming, becoming an athlete again, being on the field again, and, you know, trying to get a win for my team. So um, that first game of the season, we played Ashland. Who was ranked? I'm thinking 23rd in the nation or 24th in the nation, and we were 18th in the nation. Um, big time game. I think it was a game of the week. Uh, I had those jitters, but um, I tried to just, again, like I said, just show those guys that you know I'm a leader, but most most of all, most importantly, I'm a winner. So we didn't start good that first half. Um, I think we only scored three or nine points. I'm not sure. But then that second half, we came out, lights out. Um, I threw three touchdowns that second half. 
I'm, I'm sorry, two touchdowns that second half, 200-plus yards that second half, and then we came out with a win, um, beat those guys by 18 points, and then um, kind of got rolling. Um, lost midseason to Lindenwood, uh, tough team, pretty pretty good athletes. Um, we had that game, but we didn't come to play. Um, that was a tough game, and then the, my favorite, my funnest game, Playing with Wendy was against Tarleton State. Uh, uh, I mean, not Tarleton State. I'm sorry, Truman State. Um, they were ranked. We were ranked. I'm not sure what they were ranked, but it was like it was big because one of us two was going to. After this game determined who was going to be um, the conference champs as well as go to playoffs. So that was a big time opening drive. Um, third down, I threw a, a, a bomb to the topper, and, and then we just kind of ran off with it after that. Went to playoffs first uh, first round. We lost. Um, good experience though, um, being able to be back in that environment, um, see that that type of, of crowd atmosphere, cameras being out there again. With that being my last year, I really enjoyed it. So, um, UND, very much good um, experience and opportunity. Um, I, I was very, it was very much good being a part of that winning winning culture atmosphere um, and those type of guys. Um, high-class guys, and I, I really appreciate them for allowing me to be a part of that team. Oh, that's 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 super cool, man. I want to yeah. ask you a question, TJ. For athletes out there, whether they're at the high school level, level, collegiate level, or even at the little league level at this point, they get butterflies, right? They get the nervous, and you were referencing, even at, at you know, you're a senior, you've got experience, but you did have nerves before the game, especially that first game of the season, just leading Most up definitely. to it. How do you – How what, what, what advice would you give to those athletes – um, in battling the nerves, what's something that you do to kind of help calm yourself to focus in so that you can compete. So you don't get that, you know, paralyzing fear before you go out and compete that performance anxiety, if you will, what's something you do? Um, for me, um, again, like I said, my preparation, um, is like no other. So the way that I attack, you know, practice or, or just training by myself leading up to the game, um, I kind of, I kind of know that that the work that I put in, um, I know that, you know, that I, I can, I can lean on that whenever, whenever it comes game time. So, um, one thing I can tell the athletes out there um, is that if you prepare right, uh, the right way, leading up to the game, uh, you should just let let you let the work that you've done throughout the week, you know, speak for itself. Um, you should not be nervous because I mean, like again, like I said, if, if you put that work in throughout the week. Um, you know how how you how you're gonna attack that day, so that's that's right. how you can trust your instincts pretty much at that point. If you put the work in, even if you get the butterflies, just the the ner the you know the game time jitters, if you will, yeah. they'll go away as long as you put the work in because you can just trust the process. You're like, okay, right. I know what I'm gonna do when it when the ball snaps, whistle blows, we're ready to go. Um, I know that I've done all I've supposed uh, all I was supposed to do. That's one of the things I. I always tell people like, it's like that in life too. Like if you're going in for a job interview or something and yeah, you're, you you did not do the, if, if you didn't do the research, then yeah, you're going to be nervous. If you're going in for a test at school and college and you didn't study, then yeah, you're going to be nervous. But if you studied and you did all those things should prepare you. you, you might get nervous still, but then like once the whistle blows and whatever happens, happens, and it's time to perform. You should be just fine. I think that's awesome, man. Going into the 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 post collegiate career right now, then TJ, you're, you said you're living back in Dallas right now. You're training. You know, I'm following you on social media, checking out what you're doing. You're out there 
you're slinging the ball everywhere. Like you're, you're getting so, work in. What's it look like for you? And what's the ultimate goal for TJ Edwards? We want to know what, uh, what we're, what we're going to see from you in the next, you know, three to five years. Yes, sir. Um, so right now, like you said, I'm in Dallas right now. Um, training, I'm, I'm still taking classes, um, through you, Wendy, shout out to them for allowing me to finish. Um, that's something that I'm very much blessed, um, to have that opportunity. So right now I'm just taking online courses and then training every day. I'm trying to get better, um, finding out my weaknesses, the things that I need to um, work on. Cause again, like I said, I take, um, passing, passing the ball very seriously. So, um, finding out where my weaknesses are and trying to get better, um, at those things. Shout out to, um, the trainer that I'm using right now, um, coach McLean Carter, um, He's elite. He played at Texas Tech um, as well as in the Big Ten. So um, he knows the game. He knows a few things. I'm um, getting coached by um, the, that, that great coach up there at Texas Tech. So you know, he knows how to be an elite passer. Um, he, he was he, he was under uh, Patrick Mahomes, so he's seen greatness. And he allows me to know each day I come out that um, I, I have that talent, I have that pro talent. So that keeps me going. That keeps me motivated. Um, and that keeps me attacking each and every, uh, each and every day, each and every rep. So, um, training right now, um, I'm with 300 sports. That's my agency. Um, Sean Neato, he, he's working with me, um, trying to get me workouts. Um, right now I had the Colts and the Cowboys. Um, I had those workouts before the coronavirus, um, actually happened, but, um, you know, everything happened for a reason. So, you know, I'm just staying at it. Um, you know, the CFL season, was canceled this year. I had a shot at that as well. Um, talked to six out of nine teams. I'm a part of the CFL team, uh, CFL league. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just, just staying at it, man. Really, just is trusting the process, um, getting better um, throughout, but also um, finding out extra, uh, other things besides football that I that I enjoy. Um, as you can see, I have on my my oh, sorry, my brand, real underdog, real yes, winner. Real Wear is the name of my brand, but Real Underdog um, is is the first episode, um, the first edition shirt that I dropped. So um, I'm I'm falling in love with the fashion route. I've always enjoyed fashion, but you know, just finding out other things that I enjoy doing besides football. So that's something else I'm doing right now, and just just enjoying life, man. Getting older, so I know I'm I'm not, I'm not that young young book no more. So you know, learning, becoming more wise. Um, and just me like loving to meet new new people like you yourself um just just meet new people um just getting outside of my bubble really i love it man i love it and you know it, we'll, <clears throat> we'll reference it once again the very first question i asked you was you know what is football touching you mentioned adversity i mean this coronavirus has kind of thrown everybody especially in the sports world for a loop and especially guys trying to make roster spots that weren't drafted and so forth like you know there's usually the little, preseason the little, the little school guys too as well yeah, see, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's it's tough. It's tough on a lot of guys, but you are, you know, it's not it's not unfamiliar. You're used to adversity, so you just, it's just a different type of adversity. So you're going to continue to put the work in, um, inside and outside of football, and you know, take advantage of the opportunities when they do present themselves. I mean, hopefully, we're looking at like you know next year. You know, there's opportunities like The Rock purchasing the XFL, and hopefully, hopefully, maybe there will be an opportunity again there because I've spoken to guys who played in the XFL. They absolutely loved it. Actually, this last season, uh, very professionally ran organization, awesome. But unfortunately, fell victim to the coronavirus, the same as everybody else did. CFL is another opportunity. So, 
hopefully these things will be back up and running. And if that time comes and you're still, you know, wanting to play and, and, and get another opportunity, they, these guys will give you that chance. And in the okay. NFL, if those camps come up, hopefully they'll give you that chance. Okay. Um, as you see, I'm a Cowboys fan representing yeah, my CD Lamb jersey right now. Got to yeah. represent. I see yeah. <laughs> so ho hopefully, I mean, it, you mentioned Cowboys. I wouldn't mind seeing you over there getting a chance at the roster. That would be super dope. Yeah, um, man, I, I just want to ask one more question for you, TJ. You know, if I'm a an NFL organization right now and I'm listening to this and I come across this somehow on the on the platform, and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at TJ Edwards. What? What does TJ Edwards bring to our organization uh, outside of just his football talent that would make us want to actually pay him to be um, on our roster? Yes, sir. Uh, TJ Edwards is, is a guy who who thinks about others before he, most mostly before he think about himself. You know, um, I'm all about getting getting the next guy better, no matter if it's a guy under me, next to me, above me. Um, I'm always looking to get guys better, so. I'm, I'm someone who's not selfish, um, very humble, um, especially of, of, of my God-given abilities. Um, I like to, to worship others before I worship myself. Um, and someone who, who's, like, again, like I said, is going to make the next guy next to me better, um, the organization better, and I'm a winner. Um, I, all, I, all I know how to do is win. So um, that's what you're going to get from me, someone who works hard. Um, who don't say a lot, like again, like I said, um, interviews is not even my, my big thing. So I'm, I'm a shy guy. I'm, I'm not all out, um, out and about real, real loud, but I'm someone who, who who's going to show you how to work um, and, and show you how to win. Most definitely. Yeah. You're a shy guy, but when it comes time to play, you, you come and put the work in, man. It's awesome. So if anyone comes across this video, skip back to earlier in the interview, we'll hear like, yeah, you know how to win. You do put people before yourself. You've given us examples of that time and again throughout the interview. And uh, if, if I'm an NFL organization, I'm definitely keeping my eyes on yourself. And also, make sure you follow TJ on the Instagram. If you're a part of an NFL organization, you're a scout, check him out. Check out his, his talent and ability. Then listen to this interview, and you get to see even more outside of just that. So, TJ, we just want to say thank you for joining the Game Time Guru podcast because, man, this was a, a crazy good interview. And I'm just going to, from my heart to yours, I, I wish you the best of luck. And I'm looking forward to seeing where, where you go, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best. I, I know you're going to, you're going to be in this platform is going to be bigger than ever. I can already feel it. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much okay. for that. And anybody else who's listening to the show who comes across this, whether it's on the Facebook feed, whether it's on, on Apple podcasts or any of your podcast platforms, YouTube, whatever, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, go follow TJ. And uh, Hey, if you get a chance, leave me a five-star review okay. and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Yes, Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.